So you want to marry my daughter? Yes, I do. So do you hang out in the hood all the time, or do you just come up here for our food and women? This January. Your family, my family. I don't know how this is going to work. I like your braids. Thank you. Exhibit had braids. Jonah Hill, Lauren London, David Duchovny, Nia Long, with Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Eddie Murphy. What's up with white cuz? Am I white cuz? Well, I'm not. You People, directed by Kenya Barris. Rated R, now streaming only on Netflix. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Let's catch up. An NFL podcast with Taylor Bashotti And Sam Batesh. Where we talk about the biggest headlines in the NFL. So Taylor, you know what? Let's catch up. It's been too long. Yeah, we really should. Blue Wire. Let's catch up. Super Bowl edition. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Taylor. Another season. You know, let's say one thing, by the way. Can we just just thank you, football, for getting it all in? I know. That was like the saving grace of 2020 was the fact that they were able to pull off a football season and not only pull it off, but do it so well. And there was a stat that came out last week that said that, you know, the players actually had lower cases and a lower percentage of positive COVID tests than if they were actually living in, you know, the world, just like the everyday general vicinity of the people. So that just goes to show, not that I'm an NFL spokesperson, but the NFL did a fantastic job just keeping that virus in like in check and keeping everybody super healthy and constantly testing. And now the CDC is actually using some of the data that the NFL was able to put together throughout the season. We, we needed a Super Bowl. And we got a Super Bowl. And that's, that's the most important thing. And, and what no, the world needed was another Brady Super Bowl. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> Can I, okay. I, I texted you this earlier, but I want to just lay it out exactly how I feel about this. Now, you have some excellent points about Brady that we're going to get to in a second. But let me just get this off my chest. I feel like a six-year-old kid watching a magic show for what happened this year. You know, in a magic show, Taylor, right? You're showing everybody with the right hand what's going on, and then and then you're hiding or pulling something out with the left hand, and that and that's how it works, right? It's simply you're just it's a misdirection. That's what a magic trick is, essentially. I'm fooling you to watch something over here while the real thing that I'm doing is happening on the other side. I yeah. didn't see this coming with Tom Brady winning Super. I didn't either. Seems, it seems so stupid, right? Like I was. I, I thought it was going to be a building year for sure, and then they would maybe get there next year. But the fact that Tom Brady just went into Tampa, put his team together, granted, I know that he, he hand-selected that team. I mean, he knew exactly what he was doing. He knew that if he was going to leave New England, he wanted to go to a team that had the best chance of getting a ring. And he did. And he inserted himself into an ideal situation, an offense that obviously caters to his strengths, and then a defense that is one of the best in the league. His and job so, is quarterback, though, right? His job is quarterback. not And, and, and yet, like you said, yeah, hand-selecting. I mean, just... The genius. And he, was, he knew that they had a lot of salary cap money. He knew that he was going to be able to 
really do what he wanted and coach the way that he wanted. Even, you know, like you hear Bruce Arians kind of give him a lot of credit. He's like, well, he's the coach on the field. That's, that's why Bruce Arians went, he would sometimes call him out after plays. Like I didn't, I didn't call that play. Um, so Brady, I mean, he came in with so much experience and so much, he's, he's the, the greatest of all time, obviously. I mean, that, that gets so overused, but it's, it's so true. It'll, it'll and he was just, able to bring Gronk back. One, one fact or one little yeah. tidbit that I found super interesting is that uh, this is the first team in Super Bowl history to have all points scored by players not on the team the previous season. So it was Gronk, Antonio, Antonio Brown, Brady. Leonard Fournette, and suck up the coach. As well. That's, <laughs> that's incredible. So, like, when we say that Brady literally put that team together, he put it together. He brought in Gronk, he brought in AB, he brought in, you know, Fournette. And they already had a ton of talent on the team. So, props to Brady. He knew exactly what he was doing. And being as good as he is, he was able to pull it off. Ultimate credit, ultimate credit. But it's just funny. I feel duped. I feel like you and I were pawns. In this, season. we were pawns. I feel like we were pawns this season, right? We fell for the shiny object, Taylor. Think about it. I mean, just it, at moments this season, all of the things that we were excited about. We were excited about the thirty-eight to three, the game that was blown out, where the Saints blew out, mm-hmm. blew out the bunch. We were excited with that. We were excited with what the Packers were doing back-to-back seasons with Lafleur. We were excited with yeah. the ascension of Baker Mayfield in the Browns. We were excited. We did get bamboozled, didn't we? Yeah, we were excited when MVP Lamar came back for a moment. We were excited when Derrick Henry did it again, rushing for 2,000 yards and leading the Titans right back. We were excited for the craziness in the NFC East and what was going to happen there with a team with a losing record winning it all. We were excited for Alex Smith, obviously, in a moment. We were excited for Phillip Rivers leading the Colts to, to the playoffs. We were excited for all of these other We were excited for the Bucs, too. But we were never, never scared about what the Bucs and Brady could do. We weren't, right? Kyle Allen said the other week, which was something that's kind of stuck with me and keeps replaying over and over in my head because it is so relevant to what just happened, is he said it doesn't really matter how you play in week five or week six. It doesn't really matter how you play in week eight. It matters how every single game you learn something from that, and it's how you end. And if you look at the way that the Bucs ended and how they played in the playoffs, it was – it was incredible. It is never perfect, right? That's one thing we can say, which is which is incredible. But but with Brady, it's never perfect. Take this season. There were lumps. The greatest loss in his career happened in this season. And yet, we will simply remember him getting to hug Patrick Holmes at the end of a game that didn't even matter in the fourth quarter and say, hey, bud, get him next year. Which, by the way, he's done to Mahomes twice, right? I mean, Mahomes has two playoff losses both to Brady. It, it's it, it, And again, the worst loss of the Holmes career now is this game in the Super Bowl. But what Kyle Allen said is exactly right, Taylor. None of it matters because really all you want is this moment. I mean, did Gronk have an incredible season? No. No. Nice but time he, he have- showed up when it mattered the most. <laughs> is that a good- did Antonio Brown have a stamp on this season? No. There he is in the end zone in the Super Bowl, though. Even for, I mean, again, playoff Lenny, yes. Fournette, very special in the playoffs. Regular season? I mean, Ronald Jones had the 98-yard touchdown. I mean, it was so much more about other things for them in the running game this season, except in the playoffs at the perfect moment for mm-hmm. Ned to, to look like LSU for Ned. I mean, this was done, like I said, calculated. And I almost feel 
I feel tricked. I just do it. I kind of, now, now that you say that, I kind of feel tricked too. But it is funny to like go back and think about how, what Brady's reaction was after some of those big losses this year. He never seemed overly upset about it. Like he did that one season or last season with the Patriots. You know, he seemed defeated and down. And like, he almost knew that this was just not going to happen. This, this wasn't a team that could get there. But when you look at how he was on the Bucks in those post-game press conferences, he was always, he's like, look, I'm just having fun out there. Yeah, we, we got to get better and we got to, we, you know, we got to fix those mistakes and clean, clean these things up. But um, we're, we're having fun. We're a good team. You know, he always had that kind of sense of like, I'm not too worried about it. We can go out there. And they always did. They went back out there and they played better. Brady so is you, you so... You got to think that at some point he's been down 10, 10 Super Bowls. He 10. knows if he's got a team that can get there. He knows if he's got a team that can do it. And he knew from the get-go, I think once he was on this Bucks team, this is a team that's that's going to at least has the ability and the talent to be a Super Bowl team. And, and clearly they did. And and by the way, an excellent podcast, All Things Covered with Brian McFadden and Patrick Peterson. They spoke to Levante David from the Bucks the week of the Super Bowl. And the quote that came out of that conversation was, we were crying after the NFC Championship game. And Brady walked in and said, what are you guys crying about? We haven't done anything yet. And it's just what a perspective in the mm-hmm. moment because we see now how difficult it is. I mean, ask Aaron Rodgers how hard it is to get to the Super Bowl. And there the Bucks were celebrating the moment of getting there. And Brady in an instant, because of course, when you've been to nine and then 10 on the way, you can simply say, all right, that's cute. And Brady, of course, what do you think Brady remembers? Of course, he remembers the wins, but what do you think sticks with him? You think he liked five hundred yards and losing to Nick Foles? You think he liked watching Tyree with the, the ball against his helmet? The Manningham pass for Manning in those games, those losses with with Welker nearly sealing the game against the Giants. Those are the moments I'm sure that he remembers from the Super Bowl. And so he's telling Levante David and the Bucks teammates there, "Hey, this is cute, but this is not it. This isn't it. We've this got is, so much more to do. Yeah, especially considering who the opponent was. But and the the." David, Bucks defense showed up. My God, they shut down. I think it was Patrick Mahomes' worst game of his career. And then they really shut down Travis Kelsey. They shut down Tyreek Hill. I, I don't. There was no. There's, there's, there's nobody. There is nobody on the Chiefs who can wake up and say, "All right, I I did what I thought I would do in the Super Bowl." Other than uh, yeah, butt kicker Harrison Butker. Okay, mm-hmm. yes. Nice, long kicks. But if you and I had said, Taylor, I mean, yay or nay, which we play all the time. If we had said, yay or nay, the Chiefs are going to score a touchdown on Super Bowl Sunday, we would have been wrong. Yeah. That's, that, that's, that's not even fathomable heading into that game. It's not. It's not even- literally tear. Like we were just talking about this before we started the podcast of just how that one drive where it was three penalties back to back going into the half, and Brady knew exactly what he was doing. He exploited that defense, knew what he was doing by going to those targets, and I feel like he was playing the percentages, thinking, "Okay, I'm going to get a PI call on this play." Lo and behold, back to back to back, just drove straight down the field with such poise, confidence. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. 
from big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed. Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcast. And it was Played methodical. like you've been there before. It was methodical. It was. It was methodical. At that point, he was playing marionette with everybody else, including you and I. Like I said, I feel duped. I feel like a pawn. And he was using, I mean, he's using NFL players as pawns, essentially, on the grandest stage in the Super Bowl, in the biggest moment. And frankly, what turned out to be in the Chiefs' best chance to get back in the game, he took it apart. Because of that, yay or nay, the Bucks run it back next year. Wow, I, I couldn't be more wrong as far as in, in the real convictions that I had in, in making predictions this season, Taylor. I mean, if you go to our Instagram page at Let's Catch Up NFL, you'll see that I correctly predicted the Bucks would win the Super Bowl. Granted, I said it was going to be thirty-one to twenty-eight, but remember when the playoffs started, I, I said Saints were going to win it all, and we know how that worked out. You had Packers winning it all, we know how that worked out. I've been so wrong about the Bucks. I just feel like now I have to put all my stock and into my gut and just continuing to say yes. Whatever you ask me about whether or not Tom Brady can do it, I'm going to say yes, he can. I, yeah. I would much rather take that pit out of my stomach of watching these games and thinking I'm going to be wrong if Brady does something right. I'd rather just be on the other side of that. So I'm just going to stay. I'm going to go with you on that side. That's it. Why would I say no? Why? I don't know. What part of what part of that didn't look like it could happen again? Not to mention they didn't host a playoff game. It wasn't even, it wasn't even a climatic, like it was such an anticlimactic game. It was just, it looked too easy to be a Super Bowl game. Think about it. In the end, they were, they, the Bucks were kneeling at the two minute warning against Drew Brees and Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. What? Mm-hmm. What? Brady joined Joe Flacco as the only quarterbacks in NFL history with four wins and ten or more passing touchdowns in a single postseason. This it's it's just not right. It, it's, it's just, just not, not right. right. It's just not. I mean, it just the Chiefs. Di- it's so funny. You know what's so incredible is these these little dynasties that are supposed to be happening all around Brady. Remember the Seahawks dynasty? That by mm-hmm. the way. That by the way. His team put an end to. Of course, he didn't make the interception. It's Malcolm Butler, but I mean, that's the Patriots and Brady putting an end to the Seahawks dynasty, and now this Chiefs dynasty, which of course it'll it'll have a chance to take off again. But a dynasty is you know winning back to back and really building that momentum, and Brady is squashing essentially another dynasty. But the fact that he did it in the NFC, Taylor, in the first year in the NFC. In a year that he doesn't even win the division, I, yeah. I, I just, I still don't, it's not that I don't believe it because I certainly saw it and lived through all of it, but it really crept. We talked about this with Kyle Allen because we asked him numerous times, did you have a sense? You know, Brady's beating you in a playoff game a month ago in a game that, that Washington is hosting, but nobody expects them to win. It's a close game. It's a one possession game. Seem you and I didn't talk at that point about wow, look at what the Bucks are doing. Here comes Brady again. We didn't. It wasn't. It was still. It was not even really yeah, on really radar. It wasn't because, like I said, we fell for all the shiny objects. Yeah, Packers, Ravens, Browns. We're not that upcoming season. I, I heard it, it here first. The Bucks are running it back. I like it, Taylor. 
why don't we just stick with it? Well, one other thing that I do want to mention before we go is that just because the season is over, obviously there is still tons to talk about. And Sam and I have decided that we are going to start getting a bunch of players as guests to come on and chat with them. So what we'll do is we'll start tweeting out and putting on our Let's Catch Up Instagram page which guest it's going to be. And we'd love to hear your feedback as to what you guys want us to ask them, what we can talk about and discuss because this is the perfect time where all these players have a ton of time off so we can get them on the podcast. And we are catching up. And and by the way, I think we'll have to be talking again soon. We're not sure what the news is going to be, but the quarterback news that's already happened. That I know. Could, and now there could be new quarterback news. with Also, with- Aaron Rodgers engaged. Taylor, that's that's a big one. That's that's a big we one. We might have a, we might have a Packers player on here to discuss right, we, 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 next we, episode. Yeah. And by the way, just quickly before we go, Taylor, we we would be remiss not to talk about it. But Matt Stafford on the Rams, Jared Goff on the Lions. Just quickly, I have a very in depth take on this, but I can summarize it in two minutes for you. Give it, give it to me. I did not like the way that that went down. I did not think that the Rams should have come out and kind of publicly. They didn't directly say, "Oh, we're tired of golf. We, we, you know, we don't want him anymore." But Lusty came out and said, "You know, he's not our quarterback right now." Then the trade happens, and they basically paid the Lions to take golf off their hands. Now, I understand Sean McVay feels like he's hit his ceiling with Jared Goff. He feels like he has a team that is good enough to take to go to the Super Bowl, to be in the Super Bowl, to obviously win the Super Bowl with Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup and all these, all these you know, weapons right now. And he feels like, okay, well, I don't have the quarterback. So he went out and overpaid, hands down, overpaid for Matthew Stafford. I think that if the Rams make it to the Super Bowl, then they're going to look like geniuses and it was all worth it. But if they don't make it to the Super Bowl in the next three years, I think that that trade might blow up in their face. It's great. It's 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 an it's an incredibly convicted opinion, and I love that from you. And I'm only going to speak to the other side of it real quick, which is to say, I do like the idea of Stafford in a competent place. I do that too. Proven that has proven again and again to figure out not only getting to the playoffs but winning playoff games and putting themselves in championship positions because. Stafford is just, it's so, it's such a shame. You know, my, my dad, unfortunately turned me into a bit of an angels fan from a baseball perspective at an early age and watching Mike Trout touted as the greatest baseball player of all time, but playing on a team that's not really doing anything significant season after season. It just feels like what a shame, you know, what a shame to not see Trout in the world series. What a shame to not see Stafford and Rogers ever in a playoff game, right? And yeah. you would think you, know, you would just think over time and maybe it would have happened, but I mean Stafford goes to two playoff games, loses them both. You know, he lost to Breeze and he lost to Russell Wilson, but it would have been nice to see Stafford again and again in the playoffs and 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 I'm hoping simply to see that. I just think that will be I he's a likable enough dude. 100%. And I and think that and I think that Sean is a quarterback whisperer and one of the greatest coaches in the league at such a young age I still think that you can say that and I think that he was just frustrated because he felt like he had hit a ceiling with golf and that's what you know what and and sometimes that's okay but you said it Taylor you, it you could can, have been handled a little bit better yeah, you can say we hit our ceiling 
But you know what you got to do with the next guy on the next decision? You got to get through the ceiling. Yeah. You got to get through the ceiling now. If that's what you're saying, and by the way, remember what the ceiling was. That team was in the Super Bowl. In a Super Bowl with a chance to tie or win the Super Bowl against Brady and the Patriots two now three years ago. Yeah. So and I, I wish and I hope that Jared has great success in Detroit. I really do. I think that I think that, you know, when you have a head coach who you can tell is losing confidence in you and you're feeling like the relationship isn't what it was two years ago, it's only natural that a young, you know, quarterback is gonna lose confidence in his own self. And I do think that he has the talent, he has the skill set to get back to where he was. I think that he just hasn't had games where, you know, he played consistent. He kept on turning the ball over. He's got to have better ball security. Um, I do think that he can get back there, and I hope he does because he is obviously a great a great player, a great person. He's done incredible things in the Los Absolutely. Angeles community in terms of giving back, and he even said that he's still going to be involved in, in the community and giving back, and I just think he's a great person. And I do think that the talent is there. It just, I think that that relationship had kind of, you know, it, it's sour. It's sour. It's sour. That, that's, it's time that's to close that chapter. And that's it. Well, well, well Taylor, we'll, we will close this brief chapter for, for you and I, but but certainly plenty to catch up on coming up and maybe maybe some big quarterback news. But again, we'll be talking to some more people. Cannot wait. Uh, again, thank you, NFL, for giving us a Super Bowl. Uh, you know, and, and Brady just, <laughs> just wow. Wow.